Good evening, everybody. This is the Wrestling Inc. SmackDown Live post-game show. I am joined. Uh, I am your host, Michael Wiseman, for this evening's festivities. If you are watching us live, we appreciate it. There is a live chat happening on YouTube right now. Those of you guys joining us by audio after the fact, we appreciate you as well on iTunes and everywhere else. I am joined this week, as always, your normal host of the week, Raj, the owner, proprietor, main head honcho behind Wrestling Inc. Raj, great to have you here. Hey, man. Uh, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the guy who knows everything there is to know about professional wrestling, the one and only Matt Morgan. Matt, what's going on, man? Hey, and you forgot to do the intro for yourself. And filling in for this uh, week's creepy, weird, nervous white guy is <laughs> myself, Michael. <laughs> Another creepy, weird, nervous white guy. I'm just <laughs> completely joking. Oh, uh, man. I have too much energy, man. That's what it is. I just, I'm always amped up about something. I don't know what <laughs> it is. Good job. <laughs> no, I love this. I'm used to doing this show with Hosman every week. Uh, we do the Winkly every Tuesday together, and that dude is just full of so much energy. I just carry it over to this show, though. So, what's going on, guys? Um, we had a little SmackDown action going on tonight. This was the uh, show of a thousand promos, I'm going to call it, right? Um, it was a unique show coming out of the Fast Lane pay per view. Uh, quick hit, uh, Matt. What do you think this show was like, top to bottom? Did you enjoy it? What are you feeling? Yes. I did, and, and, and ironically, I did, because we've always praised SmackDown for being wrestling heavy. Um, tonight, they had to move the storylines forward, right? So there's a lot, uh, you know, as uh, Ricky Ricardo used to say, Lucy, you got a lot of explaining to do. Because <laughs> we needed a lot of things to get caught up on. That's right. Episode after that pay-per-view. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the problem with having Fastlane so late in such little time between WrestleMania and Fastlane. It's like, no, all of a sudden you got this huge rush of like throwing a bunch of yes. stuff out, you know? Um, yes. Nothing's getting a chance to breathe. But that being said, I thought it was a fun episode. Um, yeah. Definitely a lot more positive than negative. And even some of the stuff I wasn't crazy about, like Ali getting beat, you know, pinned by Rowan. Ali, you know, just getting beaten nonstop since he's returned, but it made sense for where they were going. So it's so crazy to me. Here we are just a few weeks away from WrestleMania. And it feels like, especially on the SmackDown side, we're just now starting to see some of these feuds and storylines crystallize for what could be our WrestleMania uh, matches and our WrestleMania main event. Right. And so back in the day, these matches would be talked about months in advance. And even tonight with the, um, the Shane McMahon Miz storyline, this is really the first kind of, I mean, Sunday night was the first bullets fired. But tonight is where we kind of saw it come together. So, again, three weeks right. from WrestleMania. And I think that's the problem with having that fast lane pay per view so late on the calendar is you got to wait. Three weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Three, three weeks, dude. Well, three episodes of Raw and SmackDown away. Yeah. 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 Good so. Lord. That's crazy to me. Yeah, so it's, it's it's here, man. We are almost to April Fool's Day. So, well, let's kick it off here. I really dug the opening of this show, right? So SmackDown live from uh, Dayton, Ohio tonight. And it kicked off with, I think, possibly the greatest kickoff of all time, having the world, the meaningless World Cup trophy out there in the middle of the ring to kick things off. Shane McMahon came down. And you know, guys... I really like the Shane McMahon. He cut one heck of a promo about, you know, why he beat up the Miz. He called the Miz's dad a potato face, which it I is. thought was just a fun little little jab there and said, basically, listen, I've always been asked for handouts and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of carrying other people around. And so, listen, Miz, I enjoyed beating the hell out of you so much. Let's do it again at WrestleMania. Matt, how did you feel about this promo? Honestly, he's a great promo, but I thought it was lazy. 
on uh, on how to set up their Mania match. He could have done a lot more than that. And then out of left field, you know what I mean, and then just fast forwarding, and almost like, oh yeah, P.S. Let's do a match at Mania. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't feel enough had happened to garner a Mania match with emotion. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, the motivation wasn't there. There we go. That's the word. Yep. Yeah. Like, why Why did he tur- really turn on The Miz? What really drove him to, you know, was there a, a, a real good reason why he turned on him? Just, oh, I'm tired of, you know, having to, you just, know, help everyone out. <laughs> Raj just felt like, okay, like, you know, guys, we don't got a lot of time for this crap. I'm, I'm going to wrestle The Miz at WrestleMania, and I beat him up last week. Just deal with it. That's good enough. That's why we're wrestling at Mania. He's like, guys, we only have three more weeks. I got to get a match out there. Yes. So let me just- <laughs> right. right, Mike. Yep. You know, it's funny because I came out of that really actually liking the promo, but I think I liked it because Shane McMahon brought so much intensity and that felt very real. But you're right. The motivation was not there at all. No, and yeah. he, it was a good promo, but when is it not a good promo by him when he speaks yeah. with his heart, right? He, he did seem a little more uh, a beat um, into it than he has lately. Oh, sure. Anytime but, uh, you get a chance to be a heel, especially when you've been babyface for so long, oh my right. god, that's like a wrestler's wet dream come true. Right. We, we, but, yeah. uh, kind of what you said, Matt, about the you know out of left field, just this big left turn. All of a sudden, <laughs> you know, when your personality changes, you know, 180 degrees in one week, it, it, it would have been. Yes, it's hokey, and I was always t- taught you, you get you should not be, be wearing black trunks. You were wearing trunks as a good guy. All of a sudden, you're wearing black trunks. The thought next week after you <laughs> heel turn, it's like everything really is just turn for you you grow a mustache and a beard <laughs> you you divorced your wife you super kicked your kid out the window you're the worst person in the planet everything changes in one week it's, it's like the old mirror there. universe episodes of star trek where the thing that made the bad guys in the mirror universe bad was spock had a goatee right that's what we kind of had out here for <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it should be a gradual thing. Like he turned on Miz, and then you yeah, keep getting a little darker and darker. Then yeah. you know the next week he's choking out the ring announcer, and, you know, squishing his face. It, it's yeah. just Squishing unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, well, as effective, I mean, listen, guys, I think the beatdown on Sunday was very effectively done. Yes. I think, again, I, yeah. I, there's a certain level of intensity that's been good here. But the question I have in the back of my mind is Shane McMahon is not I mean, yes, he's been involved in a bunch of high profile matches in recent years, but he's not a 24 7 365 wrestler like right. the Miz is. Right. So why would Shane McMahon be challenging guys to matches at WrestleMania to prove something against them, but they always put him in these positions. I mean, he's wrestled AJ Styles and what was a pretty decent match, right? Yes, but again, but 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 he still feels off yeah. to me because he's not a competitor from that perspective. So interesting motivation there. And to your I'm point, happy guys. for Miz though. He's in Mania, right? He's in a yeah. chance to be cheered situation for once at Mania at that. So I mean, for him, I'm happy. He gets on. He gets on the show. Yeah. And it is a high-profile spot. Anytime you, you face He's a McMahon, man. high-profile yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. 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 You've got to justify Shane's salary, right? He made, <laughs> you know, he made, uh, what did he make last year? A uh, million dollars in performance pay almost uh, last year. So. Wow. Can we just, can I ask this, guys? Maybe wow. I'm missing something here, but what is it? Why does Vince and why does Shane, why do they put him out there as a wrestler so frequently this day and age? I'll be honest. At first, on paper, I don't like it. And then when the bell rings, I do. Because I mm-hmm. think he does some spectacular things that make me usually cheer. I gotta yeah. be and he's over. Fans care Super. about him. You, you it's know? true. I mean, that's he's more over than a lot of he's because the McMahons are booked more carefully than everyone else. Uh, they get more of a reaction than almost everyone else. 
as opposed to what is not over, which is that oh, best in the World Cup that he had out there, which means right. absolutely nothing. <laughs> so they never say it was from Crown Jewel. They just, <laughs> you know, right? They always yep. they'll say the name of the cup, yep. but not yep. uh, where it took place. And they surely don't say Saudi Arabia, a place they're going back to here in a few more months, right? So yep. let's just <laughs> tiptoe around that. Twice. Twice so, um, of course, after that, we got our contractually obligated Alistair Black Ricochet tag match of the evening, which apparently happens on every TV show now. Um, a, a, you know, a pretty unique matchup here. We had an eight-man tag match, Alistair Black and Ricochet with the Hardys in one corner, um, <laughs> going up against Rusev, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the bar. Uh, kind of an odd pairing here, but, uh, you four know. Four of them were really cool. Yeah. yeah. And then there's another four. <laughs> they just they're just throwing all these tag teams out over and over i take that um, back not coming as cool obviously yeah, yeah. He, he, he was cool uh, they really toned him down um, who is nakamura this day and age right like that's the problem but yeah yeah it, it yeah it, it reminds me of like when mankind invaders you know when they put him in a tag team and just looking at how you know how big a star that mankind was and Vader was actually, I think this, uh, yeah, this was after Vader's WCW, uh, WWF title when he was in the title picture for a bit, but, um, yeah, it, it, it kind of sucks to see Nakamura in this position, but, um, yeah, I mean, I I'd like to see them do something different with the tag teams as opposed to just having them just wrestle kind of the same opponents every week and kind of the same faces are in the same tag team matches. You know, have them cut a promo. Why does it only have to be Shane and the McMahons and Becky that cut promos? Let the tag teams do one here and there, um, you know, in the ring. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, the Hardys, let them do an interview. Um, they got together and they've done, they haven't explained yeah. anything yet. Matt, and what's crazy is Matt's character, isn't he still kind of doing his thing? Yeah. He's deleting. <laughs> a little he never bit. wants to let it fully go. Just a little bit. Right. Well, if we can get undilapidated Matt Hardy, he'd be the perfect one to cut the promo, obviously, right? Because he was better between the two of them right. on the mic, right? But if you get crazy Matt Hardy out there, it kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I like that branding better than broken. The undilapidated Matt Hardy every <laughs> week, right? That could work. Unbro okay, undilapidated <laughs> Matt Hardy is normal Matt Hardy, by the That's way. Right. Right. That's right. <laughs> normal Matt Hardy. Yeah. The match was fine. Ended up in a big bunch of chaos, right? A bunch of guys um, beating up Bruce. I mean, beating up each other the new day comes out and all this stuff here's i want to go back to the beginning of the match though the thing that stood out to me more than anything else was alistair black and he has done this intro now week in and week out on tv and i remember back in nxt this entrance felt special right he i got goosebumps and now it's just like oh yeah here he goes again popping up from the casket hoorah who cares right on raw i thought it was special by the way i did i thought it was pretty cool last night okay I think the fact that they're doing it twice a week every week yeah. right now is it, mean, it's just you, the specialness is getting you've seen it a lot already in a short amount. Of it's time. not what it was when we first saw it on NXT. You're right, Mike. It's not. Yeah. Like it, interesting here though i did like culminated with new day kind of running out to interfere beating up rusev kind of saying hey we we are out here to fight for kofi right. I, I love this energy from these guys what did you think Me about too. the baby faces matt here Me attacking too. everybody i dug it i, I think that, that that's right because what do we always get on wwe about that they make your baby faces corny therefore nobody cheers for them and it's impossible to be a true baby face in today's wwe landscape and get over you're made to smile too much you're told to do corny things you're the, the promo for you are not funny they're not witty they're stupid generally they make you look like a dork mm -hmm. yeah and the writing's terrible we always say 
I will say this is a great little wrinkle that I've noticed now twice because I saw it last night with the girls tag team scenario as well where the baby faces jump the heels coming back through that curtain, remember? Yeah. On Raw last night. So this is twice now where they're giving these faces some more edge, which I think is the answer and making them slightly cooler. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's been one of my biggest complaints is WWE can't write for baby faces. And that's why it's right. better to be a heel because mm -hmm. you get edgy. I mean, look, when Becky got super over, they were turning her heel. You know? <laughs> and sure. it just kind of backfired. But uh, yeah, yeah, getting them that edge. And Becky's kind of lost it a little. And we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. um, We'll get to that. Well, and, and the opposite of this happened immediately after this match. And again, they kind of paired the tag team up with the tag team champion promo here. But they had a, a backstage promo by the Usos. Again, I thought this was really, really strong mic work on their part. Uh, you know, obviously it was planned ahead, but they really sold the intensity. And the Usos basically cutting a promo on every other tag team in the SmackDown tag team division and called everybody else out. And I liked it because for the heels here, they had this strong level of intensity, but they maintained being heels without coming across as weak, right? Too often in WWE, we get these really kind of smarmy, uh, weak, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to roll out of the roll out of the ring here, and I'm going to cheat to win. These guys are like, well, bring it on. Like, we're not soft. We will go after you. And I thought the Usos looked very strong here. Well, that's how they should be. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Because once they get beat, they bow. whoever beats them has now beaten someone, right? Yeah. What the, what this sounded like to me too is they're gonna do a giant cluster at WrestleMania. With the <laughs> Usos against Alistair and Ricochet against the Bar against the New Day. Yeah. You know all those tag teams. Uh, uh, the I could do it with all of these except for the Bar, and I love. I'm friends with Jay. I hate saying that. I'm just not digging their act at the moment. It's just yeah. gotten tired. Um, yeah, I I think I'd like to see. I think just from a marquee standpoint, the mm -hmm. Usos versus the Hardys is kind of like the two iconic WWE tag teams. Um, you know, obviously yeah. Aleister Black and Rick Shane there makes it a more exciting match. Yes, but, it would. But yeah, we create the speed that we need. Right. But with the Usos, and we got some cool things in there. So right. what do you do, Matt? Do you Hang on, I can't believe I just said that with the Hardys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you realize what I just said? That's insane. Words I thought would never come out of my mouth. <laughs> that somebody other than the Hardys would have to create the movement in the match. That's right. insanity that I just Especially said. Especially when you got the Usos in there as well. Wow. So do you do like a tag like a, a tag team ladder match here, Matt and Raj? What do you guys Ooh. think? Do we, what, like, what, what do you do here to make this multi-man match unique? I, I'd like that a lot better. I hate to say it to the participants involved. But yes, the ladders would be better for me. Yeah. They'd out. have like no space in there, though. That That's true. Because you're before, not tagging in or out, Hardys, right? Did the Hardy's first tag match thing? Wasn't that what that was at Mania? Yeah, yeah. It was a like multi-man ladder match that came back and won at it. Or in Orlando, right? You're talking yeah, about it was the Hardy's and the Dudley's, right? And uh, one other no. team. No, no, no. Gallows it was, and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson. And Cesaro. Oh, yep. right. Oh, yeah. Two years ago. Yep. I thought you meant the very first, uh, the, uh, the, the one that they did with the, the Dudleys and Edge and Christian. Yeah. Oh, no. no, I think this is, again, the Usos here are such a strong team that so often get grouped mm -hmm. together in these multi-man matches. I like the idea. It could be fun. But I've also always felt like the Usos they deserve, deserve one yes, spotlight do. match. They and do. the Hardys no, would be a do. perfect pairing for that. So, yeah. that, um, you're right. That's just my personal thing. I really dig them. And I, they've been so good for so long. It's the Kofi King, Kingston thing, right? They've been yes. so good for so long. Give them something special. But 
it is WWE and it is WrestleMania. So uh, the next segment here, we had Randy Orton after this come out. And by the way, again, they do this on every TV show now. The guys come out right before the commercial break to tease what's going to happen right after the commercial break. So they're really trying to keep their viewers all throughout the show here. Randy Orton came out. And do you, and I, have you been to a TV taping? Not in the last year, I don't think. It's really awkward when you're there live because then they're just standing in the ring and then they cut and then they're showing like promos on the screen. Uh, and then they come back and start playing their music again when it's time yeah. to come back from break. But yeah, no, they, I have been there when they've done that. I, I went to, um, and last, I think the last TV show I went to was WrestleMania, Raw after WrestleMania last year, and they did some of that stuff too. It's awkward. It just feels real produced. Right. But I always tell guys too, listen, if you're a wrestling fan, go to a house show. That's where some of the best wrestling takes place. TV tapings can get very tiresome and, and, and not as, as good as other things. Anyway, Randy Orton here comes out. And you know what, guys? I got to give Randy Orton credit. Like people accuse Randy Orton sometimes of being lazy in his promo work and not always being the best. I thought Randy Orton brought again, a certain level of intensity to this promo and a certain level of rawness that we don't always see from him. And he called out AJ Styles and was basically like, Hey, when you were back there in 2002, when you were in the Indies and whatever mm -hmm. bingo hall or poker hall, you were wrestling in in 2004, I was doing this. I was doing that. He name dropped Dixie Carter, which I thought was a nice <laughs> little twist there. And he really sold this. I am better than AJ Styles because I've been around this company for so long. I, I thought it was real and it was very effective. It was. It was money is what it was. Yeah. Money. I thought, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Just money. Like, that's great. They conduct, that's how you conduct business. And I thought, so I thought this was the best Randy Orton segment I've seen on SmackDown in, in a long time. In a long, yeah. <laughs> And Good. ditto for AJ, you know, AJ's promos as a babyface are often not that strong where he's made to look that cool. Like they have a lot of little, you know, kitty insults and stuff, but I thought they were both just great and on fire here. And yeah. uh, AJ Matt, Styles did come out, we should say, about halfway through the promo and kind of interrupted and started kind of throwing gabs back at Orton in a very effective way as well. Yeah, so. and it's cool, like Orton having a problem with AJ saying that this is the house that he's built when Orton's oh been God. here forever. Absolutely. And Absolutely. It's yeah, it's something with could, that makes sense. You know, you could see if someone, if someone like an Orton having a problem with that. I, I spent more time in OVW than you've been in WWE. Like, there's so many problems <laughs> he could cut on here. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And then uh, he, there were some great lines in here. Orton, uh, uh, AJ was ripping Orton for ripping off the diamond cutter, and uh, yeah. Orton said, "Well, oh, <laughs> you don't rip anyone off," and he did the the too sweet sign. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that was good that was good because i was gonna say move wise everyone rips aj off that's uh, what, yeah <laughs> that's and what it was always known on the indie scene many many years ago when i was first ww 2002 i got the best of aj styles videotape and my friend nova at the time was like everybody steals from this dude like <laughs> wait you see his work you know and that was my first time seeing his stuff and i was like mind blown yeah and so I think there was just a lot of really great stuff about this too, right? I mean, Raj, you mentioned all the great lines here. I think they were super effective. Yeah, one I, more I, I want to I want to mention real quick is uh, Styles calling out Orton for being an Evolution Legacy rated RKO and the Wyatts. Just uh, and that sounds like to me you've had to have a lot of babysitters. And uh, I thought that was another <laughs> another good line because it was he has been protected a lot. I mean, there's no question that you know they've been he's been put with top guys a lot and and uh, always given an opportunity to shine. So there was a lot of realism stuff that seemed real in this promo that people can get. Well, behind. I mean, two of the come on, two of the four, he was 
made to get the others over. Oh, yeah, okay? that's true. Yeah. And yeah. one was just a temporary. The Wyatt family was just a temporary quick. Well, he was there to get them over. It helped them more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought of that. And RKO was an equal footing between him and Edge. Right. And then, okay, yes, Evolution, he was from there. He was protected. It's one of these things, too, where it's, listen, this is a more, to me, it is a more mature style promo without being strictly Attitude Era, cuss, 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 middle finger, middle finger. Whenever you talk about adult things, I think it's super effective because the adult topics here cut really deep and feel very personal. And and I think this promo, right? This promo work between both these guys is feud. It feels very throw. I don't want to say throwback in like, you know, the 80s kind of way, but WWE doesn't do a whole lot of these high profile kind of big star versus big star in the moment matches anymore, especially right. guys who are who have been with a company for as right. many years as Randy Orton has. And I like that. No, you're right. I, I think I think it's and, a good marquee for WWE WrestleMania. And another thing is that it's something that's been escalating. It's not like just wrestler A randomly attacking wrestler B for no reason um, one week. You know, it's like they've been doing the backstage stuff, just kind of getting under each other's skin, and it's es- and it's escalated. And I think it's mm-hmm. a, that just comes across way more organic. Yeah, like they bump they bump shoulders here in a match. They've wrestled against each other passingly in this match, and it, it's just now they've kind of been like, I'm tired of it. They have real beef, so yeah. you're right, Rush. Great stuff. Uh, the opposite end of great stuff, um, we have Asuka, your reigning, defending <laughs> yeah. women's SmackDown champion, who is a, a champion in desperate need, blindly searching for anything to do at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess she is now the crossfire here. She came out on SmackDown tonight and wrestled Sonya Deville. Uh, and I guess this was really used just more as leverage, a very short match, but ended in this weird spot where uh, Mandy Rose, kind of a throwback to the other day, Randy Mose, Ra- Mandy Rose, excuse me, grabbed the ring apron and caused Sonya to slip. And Sonya, of course, got locked mm-hmm. into the Asuka lock. Asuka uh, won the victory here, but it really just felt like they're setting up stuff between yeah. Mandy yes. Rose and Sonya Deville. And the championship doesn't really matter. Asuka doesn't matter, right? I, I would have, yeah. I mean, that's very astute. Yeah. What are they doing here? Like, what is, what is the Could purpose? you imagine if they were using, like, Hulk Hogan as fodder to set up a feud between Hercules and Paul Roma? <laughs> hey, are you guys having so many... Are you guys, that was all, do you have any slut lagging on the computers, guys, on your screens? Uh, I think no. I'm pretty good. Okay. Yeah. That was tremendous. You need some blue chew, Matt Morgan. What a good analogy. <laughs> need some blue chew. We don't have a mic or a spot for it tonight, but there you go. Raj, you better not get any crap over that analogy like you did with the Undertaker. <laughs> right. They even say it correct. It was Coco Beware. Uh, right. Still the correct analogy. Yes, yes. They tell characters. I mean, Raj, where do you think this is going, man? You seem to you, you see the crossfire here. What do you think we're setting up? I think they're going to tease dissension between them. They're going to do a multi-woman match at WrestleMania. Probably they do a spot where Mandy Rose and Sonya break up or you know start start fighting, and Asuka gets the win. So I'm guessing it's Asuka versus Mandy versus you know uh, Sonya Sonya versus Sonya. maybe Naomi, maybe you know. Uh, yeah, I think you do the three-woman match, and it just feels kind of awkward in between, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and the, and, and again here too, it's right? This, yeah, exactly. Use it to divide them up. And, and this is the other thing too, right? So we follow this matchup. Not a huge fan of that, right? Again, I think more should be done with Oscar. She's a huge talent. And then we have this Iconics promo. And Raj, I don't know how you felt about this. I thought this promo, of course, the Iconics came out. They were backstage. They challenged the Boston Hug connection. I thought this promo was, I know it's in character, kind of awkward. 
kind of a little bit weird. It doesn't want to make me spend any more time with these characters. What did you think, Rush? Whenever I watch the Iconics do a promo, it does not make me want to see them wrestle. That's just yeah. how it is. And it's the opposite of what a promo is supposed to do. I mean, it's one yep. thing to be annoying to get your character over, but at some point, it should be like, you know, I, you want to see them in the ring get their ass kicked. I don't even want to see that. I just don't want to yeah. see them. How big of a fan are you, Matt Morgan, of the Iconics right now? <laughs> I was an enormous fan of them at NXT. Yep. Yeah. Um, I still think the world of them, actually. I still think their money on the microphone when they can just if they just got out of their way more, in my opinion, yeah. and stopped writing so heavily for them, they're 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 genuinely, in my opinion, funny enough. Yep. And doing the mean girl thing, we've seen it done to death. I would argue my girls, the beautiful people, and TNA did it better than anybody. Yep. Um, and everybody tried to bite from them ever since, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I think these two do an amazing job on their own. Their work has improved immensely. Um, since we first saw them in NXT on day one, and I think they deserve better than what they currently get, quite honestly. Yeah, absolutely. To your point, I mean, they they got the poise. They're not they're confident in front of the camera. Yes, um, they have a star look. Stars mm-hmm. just tweaking their over the top. Right. You know, it's just right. toning that down to to be a more money promo. Um, well, it's like everything in WWE where it feels like it's amped up to 10, right? Like we can't just have a normal person. It's got to be like super a duper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the problem I have. The miss is in, is in the house. <laughs> hey, what's, hey. Up? what's up? Think about Mrs. Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you on the audio version, we just got a lovely introduction by <laughs> Matt's Morgan's wife. And, and it was great to have her on the podcast for 30 seconds. And so <laughs> people that are always wondering, Matt's real name is not Larissa. yeah just a computer and everything yeah Uh, well hey really quick i was gonna say like to be to become a star you gotta be able to on your own accord figure out who the hell you are and when that light bulb goes off it takes years look how long it took stone cold right um it takes years but the only way to get there is you on your own doing your own thing that's why we don't see that anymore we don't Mm -hmm. don't, I, I, i argue we're never gonna see it again people naturally on their own accord becoming superstars and larger than life characters on their own everything will be manufactured it isn't like a roman reigns and things like that um but i don't think the days of if man maybe daniel bryan's a good example of it happening um but very rarely not like it used to do you mean in general do you mean just wwe stars taking or their promos and, and guys in their the asses the two girls that we're talking yeah. about yeah the iconic wiping their asses with their promo sheets <laughs> yeah. okay. out there hook or crook saying you know what f it if we get fired we get fired we're gonna hit this out of the ballpark and not only keep our job but get a push because everyone mm. loved it yep. with their right. promo yeah no i i kind of agree uh, i mean when was the last time Someone has become a giant superstar with like larger than life with the WWE create in, with the creative that they've been given. You know what I mean? Uh, nobody. nobody. I, I can't. I was going to say sad. Because Daniel, Daniel Bryan did it in spite of that. No, he did it on his. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Seth Rollins is a good call out there, but even that, he's, I just not, like, no. he's never crested all the way. I feel like he's always Cena been up there. Cena is but, about it, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And Cena had a lot of leeway and, with his character. Yes, and in the beginning, I would argue they did leave him alone. They let him do yeah. his own rap thing, and that's really what made him get over. Yeah, yeah. and once they turned, once they corporatized, got him, involved. That's when yep. he yep. got booed all the time. That's yep. when he got corny. Yeah. yeah. 
people want something that's in all forms of art, but especially pro wrestling, they want something that's authentic, that feels real, that they can connect with. And mm-hmm. WWE writers, possibly because it's been filtered through the the man it is and, and the head honcho it is, right? But they cannot connect with the audience in that that way this day and age. And it is what it is. Well, right? Let's just use logic real quick. I know we got to move on, but think about this for a minute, you guys. Raj, who's going to tell you? How to be Raj better than you yourself, the guy who's lived in that body all your life. Michael, who's going to tell you how to be Michael better than Michael? Who's going to tell you how to go when you go to McDonald's and predict what you're going to order? Raj, when you go to the gym, what what, what body part are you going to work out that day? Nobody can predict this. But I go to McDonald's, guys, Raj Michael. goes to the gym. What, what no, is I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm being serious, Michael. Stop yeah. laughing over it. I'm being serious. And, and nobody can do or write these things for you guys because they're not in your bodies. They're not in your right. brains. So how in the hell am I the only one sitting here going, why do we have all these writers? Right. Why? Yeah, that's the problem I've always felt. Is you, The same wrestlers, their promos are interchangeable because it's the same guys writing for every one of them. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Get somebody to put it on, you know, to fill out a card. Okay, that's really <laughs> what we need. Somebody to fill out a card, agents for the matches. And then yes, maybe one overall writer to 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 see like, hey, this is where we're going in the storyline arc, the way it used to be, right. when it was pretty much just like, oh, Bruce and Vince and Cornette, yeah, and then Vince Russo came in. You know, I mean, we had just a few people. That's when it was, it, it, I think, at its best, where guys could be themselves. Right. No, I agree, hundred percent. Well, there's that that whole theory too. I, I think it's a great point, Matt. And um, I just more laughing at the fact that you said I'm going to McDonald's and Raj is going. I didn't to mean out. it that way. It's a fair call out. Have you seen? Okay, no, but um, but it's an interesting <laughs> way like to put it. Because because they do have to live in their own heads. And I think what you take when you have somebody who is creative, like many wrestlers are, is you need an outlet to help them get that out of them. You don't need somebody to tell them what they should be, right? And that's what we have. Back in the day, to your point, those guys, that small handful of people, they help pull the best out of those wrestlers and said, okay, this is great. Blow it up. Let me coach you. Not let me tell you what to do, right? But let me coach you to well, kind of make it even better, right? Well, 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 they'd also be the ones to tell the, the writer to go to Vince or to say, you know what, Vince, sure. this makes you a bit uncomfortable. Here's really what Goldust would do in this moment. Here's what Steve Austin would be yep. doing in this yep. moment. They would tell the writer that. And it would be, okay, cool, collaborative and get the F out of the wrestler's way yeah. and yeah. give the wrestler their way with what they wanted to change and matt that's where the mid card was even over perfect example is just look at cody and jericho after they left wwe and what they turned their characters into these guys were there you know just just, you know gold and cody was talking like a cat doing hissing and you know being stardust and once he got you know the creative control over his own voice and, uh, and cutting his own promos and doing his own thing and becoming his own character AEW wouldn't have been around if they gave those guys that that freedom, you know. Like if they gave Cody that freedom, if they gave uh, Jericho that kind of freedom, they wouldn't yes, need to I find that, that outlet. I agree with that. Well, here's the thing about it, though, right? And this is not in defense of WWE at all because I, I agree 100% with the point you're making. But I think the bigger problem here is WWE went public back in what 2002. And the problem is once you become more corporatized and you add in more layers of middle management and corporate Mm -hmm. management, because you've got to do stockholders and all this jazz and corporate attendings and blah, 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 there's a thicker structure that then comes into place and it kills creativity. It smashes it in the face. mm. All around the world. That's really usually what it does with wrestling. Wrestling is supposed to be different. It still could have been corporate by putting a Dusty Rhodes in charge, putting a Bruce Pritchard in charge, putting whoever, it's one person, two people tops in creative, and they would have been fine. I don't want to hear, well, there's two shows now. No, they would have been fine. 
<laughs> I, yeah. One of my favorite shows is Game of Thrones, and that's you know that show is like what owned by HBO, and they they have no problems creative you know creatively. There's so many great shows out there, and and I'd say uh, some of the best uh, the best television I've seen in my life is happening it's, now. I agree, and that's all owned by corporate America. So I think the corporate stuff. WWE allowed it to affect it to to this point, but I don't think that's a. There's a big difference there, Raj, and that is that in those situations, the corporate structure is slightly separate from the creative structure, right? So there are writers' rooms that are not right, connected right. to. Yeah, Vince, they're insulated by right. having Vince on the corporate side and the yep. creative side. It's, yeah. it's he should be on the corporate side. He's a genius at that, mm -hmm. and he was a genius at the creative. He side. used to be, but it's it's gone past now. It's time to you know. Yeah. Speaking of going past, um, Becky it. Lynch came out um, and who was once the hottest thing in pro wrestling has mm -hmm. cooled down to a nice mm -hmm. simmer. Uh, she came out throughout her crutch. This was after the Iconics <sighs> promo earlier, threw away her crutch, hobbled down to the ring. And and, and basically she called out and said that this is uh, it feels good to walk out on her own two feet for a change. She talked about everything she's been through here, but uh, she's the person she said, I set this in motion um, and that she earned her spot by, you know, whatever else. I love the comment here. Great line. She talked about how she uh, played mind games with Ronda Rousey, probably the best line she delivered here. And she said, how is that possible when you Matt, can you imagine how hard it is to play mind games with somebody when they don't even have a brain? And I thought that was a nice little jab in there, but <laughs> nothing special about the promo from Becky here. It felt more like I would say more of the same, really Charlotte came down cut a promo against Becky, blah, blah, blah. She's the queen as always, as always. It was solid, but nothing spectacular. The thing she said that drove me crazy though, is she said, uh, she, she basically said she, the WWE Universe feels sorry for Becky and that Becky was handed her spot at WrestleMania, which just felt very illogical. So Nobody promo between these that. two. Nobody believes that though. Yeah. What did you think about this segment, Matt? Did it work for you? Did it not work for you? It, it's, you hit it on the head, actually. It just felt like filler for their storyline. I should be very clear about that. Filler, filler as far as where they're at and where they should be at and how important to me that it, this match for WrestleMania is. And this was, not, I, I guess, boring. It really was because Becky in that damn crutch, it drives me. It drives me nuts. <laughs> It drives me up the wall. Nobody wants to see injured Becky. I don't want 50% Becky. We wanted 100% Becky. They're so stupid for doing this. I hope by next week the limp is gone too. She did get rid of the crutch. I hope everything, though, is complete. Cause they're, but there's not going to be. She's going to be on the cell, Raj. Man, I feel like Becky going to the ring, she kind of had that look like creative is really stifling me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, um, they're doing terrible. her no favors. I, I think she was, when you look at where she was uh, in December and crowds chanting her name in other people's matches and segments. <laughs> Smart. And, when does that happen? And now it's kind of a lukewarm response. And don't say it's the location because the crowd no. was hot for Kofi. And, and um, Dayton, I argue, is another one I'm talking about. Ohio fans are the best. We love yeah. wrestling in front of them. They're <laughs> usually loud and responsive, so they ain't the fans. Yeah, it wasn't a dead crowd by any means. No, it was not. So I just think Becky, she, she, again, they're writing for the baby faces when they were trying to make her a heel. She was awesome. Yes. <laughs> yep. fans are totally into her. And now with constantly being on the cell, you know, got into this match at, by a technicality at Fastlane because Charlotte was beating her ass. Um, I thought Charlotte outshot, you know, out 
you know, overshadowed her here uh, just because Becky, she's not allowed to be that crazy. I'm coming after you, which she had been for, for months until Royal Rumble, where she, she, she was the one going after Charlotte. She all doesn't time. have the swag and she can't when you think about it because she's injured. Right. She yeah. can't talk all this smack about bitch slapping you across the face from here to Zaire and it's all this smack talking because she can't back it up physically. Right before she could talk smack to Ronda Rousey, and she, you know, had when her face was bleeding and all that stuff, and the punch, you know, that's when she was at her peak and her oh, pinnacle. Yeah. And they should have just got to that damn match. You know what I mean? They didn't have to do all these left hand, right hand turns, U turns to get here and make it to a three way. But they they did, and so be it. I'm I, again. I I continue to say I'm proud of Charlotte for doing the impossible and finding a way to make it believable to somehow get into this three-way match back a couple weeks ago. Now sure. I'm not as happy about it, but whatever. Well, and it, it seems like that you guys are kind of touching on all this, right? But uh, this comment about they can't write for baby faces. They cannot. Becky Lynch is not the same kind of baby face as Kofi Kingston is right now, right? Becky Lynch was more of the Conor McGregor style. I'm going to do whatever I want Ed to say, shot. whatever I want to. <laughs> And yet they write her now like she is, oh, I'm overcoming the odds, y'all lasses, right? Like it's Do just... not make her Ricky Steamboat. Right. You know, she was badass, like you said, Conor McGregor, man. You keep it like that and you stay that yeah. F out of her way. She was fine. Yeah. And, and and Michael, kind of <sighs> to your point that she's not Kofi, but they've been booking her like Kofi. <laughs> right. Where right. they have to overcome the odds. They're getting screwed by the saying. McMahons. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to... Just getting them as many wins and, and looking as dominant as possible and, and facing this big champion. And yeah. it's it's this you know big match between these two, mm -hmm. you know, the immovable force. What was that? There's this <laughs> force versus the immovable object. Yes. Yep. Yep. They oh, don't the, do what, that yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. just that the one storyline they knew is the McMahon is trying to keep the baby face down. Yep. The baby faces, you know, take losses and end up, you know, getting beat up constantly. And then they they cool off. Yeah. <laughs> So I thought it was interesting to note here, we are about an hour 15 into SmackDown, and our only two matches at this point have been the uh, eight-man yeah, tag man. match. What do you think of that? <laughs> and the uh, Asuka versus Sonya Deville, if you want to call that much of a match, it was okay, I guess. But interesting change of pace. This really felt like a throwback SmackDown, if you watch SmackDown in the late 2000s, early 2010s. A lot of promo work to set up stuff that was happening on Raw, and mm -hmm. I got that sense here for a little bit for some of this. So we uh, next got to see... Uh, we had a, a tag team match, Samoa Joe and Andrade versus R-Truth and Rey Mysterio. Very much these guys are going down the road of setting up a United States championship match, it seems like. Uh, R-Truth continues to channel John Cena. <laughs> Rey Mysterio and Truth won the match. Uh, I don't know there's much to say here. It was a fine match. Um, uh, it was Rey Mysterio um, wins with the roll-up against Joe. Thoughts, Matt? None. And and Samoa Joe's my buddy, man. I just feel terrible for him. I'm happy he's a champion, okay? Happy he's a U.S. champion. That's awesome, right? But I think he should be so far past this level. And they're just intermingling these guys. Joe gets beat. Did he won the U.S. title last week? Last or was week. it two, two yeah. weeks ago? Two weeks. Wait, no, last no, week. No, it was last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. So, um... In WWE time, that's like a month to be fair. So, <laughs> let that title reign simmer. Let give him a big, uh, a, pro, a big promo coming out as champ. And I know again, Fastlane killing it because you got three weeks before Mania and you got to rush it. And it's looking like they might do a four way at, at Mania, even though that's very similar to what they did at Fastlane. Um, I mean, the match is good, but from a storyline standpoint, seeing Joe get beat his first week, you know, first show as champ, uh, I, I don't, I don't like that. 
at all, but the match itself was solid. You, you could do so much here with these guys, right? We talked about speculating for Mania. You could do, uh, if you wanted to have fun with it, you could do R-Truth versus John Cena in a United States Championship match just for funsies, right? But really the feud everybody wants to see is Samoa Joe versus John Cena at WrestleMania. That would be an awesome United States Championship match and bring back some prestige to that title like Joe is attempting to do. So it doesn't look like they're going in that direction. <laughs> yeah, that's the unfortunate thing though, right? That's what bums me out as a wrestling fan. So yeah. welcome to my life. And again, we follow up a tag match with another tag match. Um, Kevin Owens, Mustafa Ali versus Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. It should be said shortly before this. Um, go ahead, Matt. I, I like this, by the way. I know we don't like the little baby face uh, losing, but like <laughs> it's it, a rowing. I know you guys don't like that. Mustafa Ali. Okay, but I do because this really made Rowan. And it made sense for what they're doing next week. We're having Rowan in that match against Kofi. Yeah. What I don't like is how quickly Kevin Owens just came back. It should be, again, uh, he's just kind of another bit player in the background already. I would argue less than. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been, what, two weeks since he's been back? Three weeks? And he's just there. Um, I don't know how – I don't – again, again, another great talent. He came in. He did all of the work for you idiots, you idiot writers. He did all the work on how to present himself. And you can't follow it. You can't write for it. So then just stay out of the way. Say, Kevin, look, you got three minutes today in the promo. Um, You're going to be working so-and-so. And And then get out of his way. He's good enough. He's proven it. And then for matches, he can do his own. You know, they don't get in his way for that. But, like, do you see what I'm saying? It's just Mm -hmm. like certain guys you do not need to write so much for. He's one. And they kind of killed him right off the bat by having him take Those, Kofi's spot without having a problem with it. God, the worst thing. It feels like a total setup, man. Not to be a conspiracy a theorist. Way. It feels very conspiracy theory. Yeah. But it feels like they did this on purpose. But then you see them do it all the time. So it's, it's they kind of part him of the over royally, man. I'm sorry. They, they screwed him over. I mean, really what they should have had him done is, you know, Vince say, you, you know, again, we can all fantasy book it. But if you had Vince saying Kofi doesn't deserve it, it's going to be uh, – he's been around forever. He hasn't shown me he's a main event guy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Kevin Owens uh, versus Mustafa Ali. And both those guys mm-hmm. come out and say, hey, uh, we got our opportunity. Kofi really deserves it. He's a locker room leader. Mm-hmm. He should be out there. And then Vince says, all right, well, then you guys are facing Rowan and Daniel Bryan. You know, something yeah. to set it up, but you mm-hmm. make those Simple. guys look like baby faces. Yes. Um, yep. Another, another again, another spot here to put these guys out there without making the the segment have much purpose, other than look another match and Mustafa yeah. Ali takes it. I, I think it did help to your point, Matt. Rowan did look good here in victory. He hasn't; mm-hmm. they haven't done a ton with him, and so yeah. to make him look strong here, yeah. I like that. I think it was a, a good call. But then I, do it one on one. Why have Owens, one of your top guys, al- already on the losing end of sure. matches this sure. quickly back? Sure. Do we care that it was a tag? I mean, come on. Yeah, Insignificant just, tag matches run the day in WWE. This I don't day, remember right? who the partners are. People, yeah. I don't remember anybody that loses or wins. <laughs> wins and losses don't matter, do right? Remember. That's the, that's I don't the theory. Remember them. I should, but I don't remember. This all, of course, sets us up for our final segment of the evening. And that, of course, Vince McMahon coming down to address the controversy from Sunday and address mm-hmm. New Day one-on-one. A couple of things I want to call out before we jump into our takes. And that is, I love the fact that Vince McMahon, he recapped the entire thing that happened on Sunday. But I love the fact that he said, this is these are teachable moments for Kofi. I think it's oh. just, he is in his element whenever he is talking down to people in this way. And I think it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You want, if he's supposed to be the head heel and the 
biggest jerk on the planet. He was that. Doesn't he come across as sounding kind of kind of racist in a way? <laughs> yeah. I, there's a fine line. Yeah. There was a little bit of that twinge I felt too. Yeah. By yeah. not having a good excuse for taking Kofi out, it just comes across as he's not, rich, not necessarily that's what they need to do. white owner. Right. Um, and, and, uh, and very, very, and people could say that's a stereotype to be fair. It is sure. not every rich white owner is racist, obviously <laughs> more, more or not than are obviously, but by the same token, for whatever reason, we, as a society, we do have that in us. Cause we've seen it over the years with like NFL and other major, major sports. Right. Haven't we? Where. You know, we feel like somebody is a little shows racist tendencies and things of that nature. But with this, this does have a little bit of that twinge to it. I felt. Yeah, and so he, yeah, I 100% agree. He followed this up by telling New Day came out, followed it up by saying, uh, you know, basically Kofi Vince is a pretty good judge of character. Again, there can be racial undertones here, and that Kofi. Mm-hmm. Judge of character, right? Um, and Kofi is just not a championship contender. We all know that WWE has struggled to put minorities into championship positions throughout its history, right? Mm-hmm. That is a side conversation. Yep. And then um, he, I love this. He quoted Daniel Bryan, right? The same Daniel <laughs> Bryan that a month ago, two months ago, he was feuding with over the environment. He is now quoting Daniel Bryan. Says, "You know what? I agree with Daniel Bryan. You're just a B plus player." Right. So all of this is set up what will happen next week, which is a gauntlet match against Kofi. Kofi wins. He's in um, and the odds are stacked against him. Thoughts. I, I hope Kofi pulls this off, man. I, 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 I mean, I'm talking at man. It's Kofi and Daniel Bryan. I mean, let's yeah. just get that out of the way. And um, I'm hoping for a Kofi win somehow. I don't know. It's. Yeah. I, I hope so too. It is WWE booking. I can see them having Kofi lose, and somehow it ends up being a four-way with Kofi, Daniel Bryan, Mustafa Ali, and Kevin Owens. No, no. I agree. I think that would suck, but Don't I can see that. them doing that. Take it back. <laughs> I hope not. I hope I'm completely it's, wrong. And oh, see, here's the other thing, though. Mania. This would not close Mania. No. I was just gonna say they like send everybody home happy, right? With a baby face win, and this won't be the last match. Shoot. Yeah. Crap. I mean, keep in mind the year that Daniel Bryan won. He had to go through Triple H to get to the triple threat match with Randy Orton and Blue Tista. And what I will say is the match he had with Triple H was really good to kick oh, off so the show. Oh right? God, it, was. it was a classic wrestling but, match. But this is the end of the show. The last scene it was, was DB. It was. And this you also are having, you're going to most likely have the Raw Women's title change hands and the Universal Championship <laughs> change yeah. hands. You think? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Is Brock yeah, done? I, well, Who knows? It always seems like it. And then yeah. they, he that signed day he signed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope but not. I mean, if you're going to go. Appears to be, his contract is up at Mania, but whether or not he on. signs a new deal. He's a huge star. It's time for WWE to move on, though. They have to move on. Keep I, I him as a special it. attraction, but don't okay. keep him as champ. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll take that. Yeah. I, I could see a scenario where... the, the summer let Braun get some of his steam back. Mm-hmm. That'll do it. I'm, I'm so, sorry, Michael. <laughs> oh, you're good. No, no. I, I was going back to the Kofi thing. I was just going to say, I could see a scenario where they, I mean, you're, I think you're right, Raj, where they're going to have multiple baby face champions <sighs> already winning. Kofi might not get it. I think that's a huge mistake because the fans huge. are so organically behind him. Yeah. But maybe he doesn't win at Mania and he wins it the next month at well, um, no, in Saudi this... Arabia or wherever else. No. When are they going to listen to the fans? I'm being I dead agree. serious. Not be a month later, not be a year later, not be nine months later. Be on the day, you know, ready. Yeah. yeah. Go with it. it. 
I know a lot of people crap on Lex Luger in the WWF, right? But he was hot that summer going into that match with Yokozuna. Oh, my SummerSlam. God. I went bananas when he went. Oh, my God. I was in USS Intrepid. And, and yeah. And when bonkers. he didn't win it there, he just lost all his steam. He just yep. lost so much steam by not, you know, uh, striking when the iron is hot. And that's mm-hmm. such a big thing. Doing it at the right moment, you know, knowing when the when people are really wanting it and doing it then as opposed to a month later. Nowadays, it has never been more obvious when the fans are behind something, Raj, and they just ignore them. Back then, I would argue it wasn't as obvious. Ticket sales, okay, yes, but as far as listening, you know, wise, it's it's never been as obvious. This is really obvious. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the odds are so stacked against Kofi that, I mean, who knows what happens next week. I think I'm glad they are setting up something for next week's show. I think that's a smart call because you're keeping fans hooked week over week on TV. But it's such a big stack against yeah, Kofi. Yeah, almost too their, much. Right. This is their job, Michael. Their job is to get me to watch their show again next week. Right. Pat them on the back for that. <laughs> Fair enough. I want to smack them in their face. No, I want to smack them in their face. Because they don't do it. For yeah. not pushing, announcing to the fans, and not push and not getting Kofi this way in that minute. Because you guys just proved me wrong. And, and that's what's going to happen. You guys are right. There's too many other baby faces winning. They're going to make some bullshit excuse why he can't get it. And that's a major, major miss on their part. I would argue him winning this title. I argue it's as big, if not bigger, than Rollins. Even though that title is a bigger title and it's beating Brock Lesnar, which should be bigger for business. My argument to that is Brock's never there. And Kofi has been there for so many years. The fans feel like he's family. It's different. It's organic. Yeah, it's almost like rooting for someone as opposed to against someone. Like it's fans really for Kofi as opposed to against Brock. Right. Um, Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think, man, just have all three titles change hands, you know? So be it. It doesn't have to be this formula every time, man. Right. Ugh. Well, and you can't go to this extreme, I think. I think if you go this far into it, lean into the storyline so much and say, man, Kofi, you've been downtrodden for 11 years and you've earned spot after spot mm-hmm. and now you're being held back. Mm-hmm. If you don't pull the trigger on it, it just makes the fans feel like a bait and switch at a certain point, right? And, we'll know, and we don't just probably don't trust them. Yeah. And, and people forget they think Daniel Bryan was so perfectly booked. God, um, he was not. They were doing the same thing with him, and he kept losing. Remember, he it's wanted SummerSlam. Possible to hurt him is what they did. Remember? Yeah, they were just beating him, beating him, saying like you're a B plus player, you get your chance Brony to prove it at this pay per view. He'd lose. They verbally yeah. pie faced him, Stephanie McMahon, every yep. single week on Raw, yep. and then he'd lose a match later on. Right. And and then people remember him getting the win at Mania. That was because CM Punk left and Batista wasn't getting over his champ and they had their hands tied. They didn't. Yep. He was supposed to wrestle Sheamus at that WrestleMania. Yep. yep. Nobody wanted to Again. see Batista versus Orton. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, that concludes SmackDown. I want to real quick. Uh, we're coming out of SmackDown now and uh, three weeks, three episodes at least of each show left to go before yeah. the biggest show of the year. Matt Morgan, how are you feeling about WrestleMania? Are you excited? I- I'm what excited are you looking for forward to? Women's main event in the show, right? I'm excited as hell for that. That's a huge landmark. I feel like part of history where we're going to be able to see it, right, in our lifetime. Looking forward to the physicality of that match. I'm praying that they stop this crap with Becky's knee and she's able to go, right? If she's hobbling into me. And not hobbling. Yeah, I'm going to be so annoyed. I'm going to be so pissed. Um, 
yeah, like I'm really looking forward to that main event match. I'm looking forward to Seth winning against Brock, right? Getting his just due as champ finally as a face. Um, who else we got? Kofi. That's probably what I want to see bigger than almost anything other than Becky beating Ronda. Um, who else we got? Roman coming back. Um, Roman mm. and Drew should be good, right? I think they, they should be a, be a good match. match. What am I saying? Okay. Yes, of course, it should be yeah. a good match. I was hoping, hoping Drew wins. He's probably not, obviously. But he's um, in Triple H. I don't really care about that. I, I, it'll be a, a cool match to watch. I'm not excited about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really it. I don't know. I, I'm, yeah. I will admit I'm a little bit more excited this year than I was last year because I vividly remember being in my garage doing this show with you guys and saying to Raj, I do not care about this year's WrestleMania. This yeah. is insane. This is two years in a row, Raj. I don't care about this year's WrestleMania. I remember saying those words to you. And um, this year I care a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am. It's it, None of the matches seem like WrestleMania larger than life matches. No. And I think Becky and Ronda could have been. Uh, but they've diluted Could've that been. to completely. Um, we'll see where they go with Kofi and Daniel Bryan, but I think just because it, Kofi was put in the spot so quick, it's still not that large, uh, huge Rock versus Cena, Hogan versus Andre, Rock versus Austin. That you know, there's no, no match like no, that. No, 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 no. Even no. Undertaker versus Roman. Um, no. No. So there's nothing like that. But it's still WrestleMania. Is still WrestleMania. It's it's the spectacle is fun to watch. So yes, I always get excited for it when. When we yep. get a little closer, sure. I almost find myself more excited this year for the matches that I didn't think I would even know about or be excited about. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton has some potential. Oh, you mentioned oh, yeah. Drew, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns. That'll be a great match, and hopefully, spot slides Drew finally in a way that I think mm -hmm. he deserves and has earned. Mm -hmm. um, and those two guys, people discount Roman Reigns. He can go, and I think with Drew, who is a hard worker, these guys could put on something pretty, pretty fun. They um, could. Roman gets people over, as Raj said last night. He does. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and so I think some of those matches are lining up to be kind of the undercard looks more interesting than originally the Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, or even right. to your point, Matt, the, the women's matches kind of, I'm excited to see them main event. It's special, right. but the feud itself has lost some of that steam to make it special. So, yes. so, so, so Braun, it really is him against uh, him doing something with the SNL guys. So Colin <laughs> Jost is, tweeted out something about to Braun about destroying the car. He changed his Twitter handle to, Braun Strowman's uh, mentor or something like that. So that's Braun Strowman's deal at WrestleMania. So. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. All right, guys. If you don't have anything else, any other breaking news, Raj, you got for us? That's about it. Not really the craziest news day. So that's, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining us. Hey, listen, if you're listening to us or watching us live, I want to thank everybody out there for joining us on YouTube. You can always find us on YouTube after these live events every week. So we'll be back next Monday after raw, no shows in between, right? Next Monday, next Monday, you guys in Glenn outside of the weekly. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, Nick Halls will be doing the weekly tomorrow and Thursday with Justin Labar. Um, we'll have all of that going on. You can check us out at wrestling Matt Morgan. What do you want to plug for us tonight? This weekend, Longwood, Florida, I'm hosting deputy mayor, Matt Morgan's Ryder park rumble at Ryder ah. park. 2 p.m. this Saturday. I'm coming out of retirement. I am wrestling another match. Wow. Um, I'm in a tag team match with a Deion James here in Florida, Florida heavyweight champion. Um, uh, honestly, versus two gentlemen I've not had the pleasure of meeting yet. Um, to my understanding, they're very, very talented. I, I'm very grateful for the to them and the other wrestlers coming out to help me with this event. They're doing it for free. Wrestlers don't do anything for free. So to have them come out and be a part of this, I'm very, very honored and very uh, 
feel very privileged. And uh, we're doing this to raise money for my Lyman High School, it's our local high school, getting anti-concussion helmets. That's my awesome. story has picked up so much like steam. The Chicago Tribune covered it today for crying out loud. Wow. Um, very, very proud of this movement and I'm gonna take it up to state next. And that's the fact that I don't think parents should have to pay $350 if they want their child to have an anti-concussion helmet, I think that's BS, and I think the state needs to come in and pay. So I'm going to I'm going to get with our uh, secretary of education in the state of Florida, and we're going to go to Tallahassee next week, and we're going to get a, I'm going to get up and I'm going to speak on the subject. That's awesome, dude. That's really awesome work you're doing over there. Really, really Thanks, cool brother. stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean it. That, that is awesome. Raj, now top that. What do you have to plug this week? <laughs> oh my god, we got ten thousand <laughs> interviews this week. So just keep. We had three today. We got Christian tomorrow. Um, Matt yeah, Haven. McAfee one was great. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Pat McAfee. I mean, that dude is such a character. I I, I see a lot more of him in WWE. Um, and yeah, just a uh, uh, Jack Swagger talking about his MMA career, his next fight, uh, just a bunch of stuff. So uh, yeah, you just keep checking out the site. There you go. And listen, guys, if you did enjoy the show tonight, please follow us on YouTube on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel. If you're on iTunes, like, make sure you subscribe. And it always helps if you write just a few word review, telling other people what you think about the show helps get them hooked as well. I appreciate you all being here listening to us. I am Michael Wiseman. You can follow me on Twitter. That is at The Real Wiseman. And I will see you guys the next time I'm here in this chair. Good night.